Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our VP of Operations, Amanda. Hey, everyone. And our very special guest, Dara Koenig. And I am so thrilled to have Dara on the show today because after 16 years in the automotive industry, Dara started a nonprofit charity, and it's called Changing Your Conversation. And the purpose is to help at-risk women uh, navigate through the transition into the workforce. So this is fantastic. She provides, and her company provides coaching for interview readiness, including mock interviews, resume writing, and professional appearance coaching. Uh, Dara also provides general life coaching with a focus on helping women rediscover their confidence, improve relationships, and set goals. What an incredible operation. So I'm real so excited to be here today with Dara. We're going to talk about Dara's work with at-risk women and how much poverty impacts us and what's the right support, what the right support can truly do to help and move people forward. So Dara, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Lynn and Amanda. It is a pleasure to be here with you both. Well, we are thrilled to have you. And for everyone who's listening for the first time, um, please go ahead and click that subscribe button so that you don't miss a single episode. And uh, if you are at it, go ahead and click all five stars. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the love. And to get us started for today's um, topic, um, Amanda, would you go ahead and get us kicked off? Yeah, I'd love to. So, Dara, you are doing some really important work in helping women build good and stable lives. What was your journey like that led you to founding Changing Changing Your Conversation? Um, so a little bit of backstory of me is just so you know, I was a high school dropout um, in my sophomore year. I was a mom at 16. Um, and after my daughter was born, I did not want to be one of those typical welfare, welfare statistics. So I went back to school and I graduated on time after being out of school for over a year. So I still graduated with my class and I've lived my life with the example of setting a different story for my daughter. Um, I'm proud to say, four kids later, I'm proud to say that my oldest was, who's now 26, or excuse me, 25. She said, I don't want to make her too old. She was the first in my family that didn't become a teen mom. So for as far back as I could see, that was the pattern. That was what my family did. That's what we knew. And so that's part of my backstory is just working and creating a new story for my children to see. And fast forward to September 2019, I'm had this amazing job um, on track to, for the first time in my life to make six figures on my own. I'm not married. Um, I am dating at the time. I have four kids. Um, three of them are grown. And I'm just, God is blessing me so much in this moment. It's really good. And then suddenly one day I'm laid off. 300 people across the country in my company were, were laid off. And I was fortunate in the fact that I had some backup and I was smart and I was a single mom. So I wasn't going to just leave my daughter and I with no income. Um, but there came a point a couple of weeks later where I saw how some of my fellow female coworkers were struggling. And so I began just naturally coaching them and helping guide them. And I had completed my life coaching certification and I knew I wanted to help. 
And so I had this moment where I could take my savings and invest in somebody else's company to create a residual income for my daughter and I, or I could take my savings and invest in this mission that I very much felt called to do and create an opportunity that would change the lives of generations. And so that's what I did. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. And it is, it's so inspirational because I, I mean, I have, we have a family member who also was, you know, a teenage mom. She went and finished high school. Then she got her college degree, you know, and uh, she just, and her, you know, she's had this same incredible life journey, but it, because it was the same thing, she just didn't want to be that statistic, right? Mm-hmm. She, and also her, her mom was really helpful. I mean, her mom mm-hmm. was like, you know, we're going to be supportive, but we're not the babysitter. You know, you mm-hmm. have to do this on the, your own and uh, you need to, um, you know, you're now a grown up, and you need to take that responsibility. And it, it was, uh, I think through that, all those combined things, um, let her down this path as well. So that's a great story. I think this also ties in because for, you know, unpaid moms who don't graduate from high school, um, you know, they, they are put into this really downward spiral of poverty mm-hmm. and it, and it does truly, um, I think uniquely affect women, especially as, you know, the moms and the caregivers who are left with the child. Um, and that in turn then impacts their communities. So mm-hmm. how do you see this um, from this higher world view, um, the situation uh, for both how it's impacting women and their communities? So first of all, the one way that poverty uniquely affects women versus men is it's not, um, it is exclusively gender-based. It doesn't care about your race, your religion, your background or anything. Women are more likely across all different um, ethnicities to be more impoverished than men. We make less, the same position makes less. We are the primary caregiver. And so you see this greater impact of when a child gets sick, we're the one losing work. When there's a problem with a daycare, we're the one losing that time, but we're also the ones, if we're single, who are footing the bill for the childcare. So that's a huge chunk of our paychecks that need to go just to allow us to go to work. So if a lot of women I'm finding grew who are experienced, who grew up in poverty, that's all they know. That's all they know. They've never seen someone have more than a minimum wage job. And... Um, I don't know. I've I've discovered throughout my career that there's more male mentors and role models than there are for women. And so that's one of the deepest beliefs of changing our conversation is that we just want to be what we needed in that season. What can I be for you that you need in that season? Because the needs are great and it's just very diverse. Um, but it take into example the trend, um, the recent pandemic. Okay. In the month of December, there was, oh gosh, it was an astronomical, like 100,000 jobs were lost nationwide. Almost all of them were for women, were women held. So it's so disproportionately affecting us because of our roles in the home 
that we just need all the support we can get to be successful. It's one of those, it takes a village. Well, it really does. Um, it takes a village of women to support each other. Um, how many times have you wanted a mentor or a coach and been restricted because you couldn't afford it? Or you didn't know anybody who was in that position. And so then you turn to Instagram influencers or something like that and then go and find out they're living a fake life. So it's just really poverty affects women because it it's, doesn't care where your background in is. It doesn't care what your ethnicity is. It's going to affect you more than if you were born a male. And it affects the community because we're the ones raising up our children. We're the ones setting the example. And if we don't know any better, we're not going to show them any better. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Like, there's so many different factors that play into this and kind of compound on each other. I mean, that's something mm-hmm. that we talk about a lot, Petite Queen. Um, we talk about the gender wage gap. We talk about how there aren't enough upper level women who are able to mentor other women. So in, it's kind of heartbreaking to see how um, how these can all impact people and, and put them into such difficult situations. And it can be so hard to climb out of them once you're once you've fallen down too far. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that is true. And that's something I've experienced in my family too. Um, not we weren't in poverty, but we we were lower income and that it was just hard to see um see my family try to climb out of that because once you're down it you know um you don't have the tools in place to get ahead because like you don't have the savings that you need to to Mm -hmm. move forward so i've seen that firsthand so um what well you kind of talked about this a little bit but what puts women at risk of falling into poverty in the first place or slipping through those cracks not having a support system um we have that label of at-risk women um, for two reasons. One, the government wants to know who we're targeting, okay? Part of it with putting that at-risk label is to help increase our chances as we start to move into applying for grants. They know who we're serving. Yeah. Um, but part of it is I found that any woman who's going through a transition and trying to do it on her own is at risk because um, – She's trying to do it on her own. If she falls and stumbles, there's no one there to pick her up. There's no one to tell her she's moving off course. There's no one to just help ask those right questions to guide her. So any woman can be at risk, especially if she's trying to do it on her own, which a strong woman's going to try and do it on her own. A wise woman's going to know that she really shouldn't. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think... Um... Um, I think a lot of women want to try to do it on, to do it on their own. And, mm-hmm. you know, like if you don't have the support system, you, you don't want to let that hold you back in a way. And you want to push forward anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. There's been so many times in my career that I just wished someone would take the time to investment. Someone would take the time to look at what I'm doing and look at my goals and help me reframe them to make sure that I'm targeting the right thing that I'm going after and pursuing the right end game that I'm being wise with my money. Um, I was from, I, I'm married again, but this is my third marriage. My first two were back to back. I wasn't ever on my own and fully responsible for myself until mid thirties. And I hear that so much with women. They don't know how they don't, they're coming out of divorces and they don't know what kind of foods they like. They don't know how to, how to handle a budget. They don't know how to do any of this. And when you're trying to do it on your own, 
it is so much harder. It just, it, 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 it takes dramatically a lot longer. So to me, any woman who is trying to go through a transitional stage, she's at risk because she doesn't have anybody there to help her and support her and pull her back up when she falls. Well, definitely. That's so true. So with, with all of these obstacles, what kinds of supports do at-risk women need to begin or restart or advance in their careers? First and foremost, they need to know who they are. Um, one of the things that is huge for me is identity. Who are you? Do you, do you, are you confident in what you're trying to do? And so many women don't have that. We have all the naysayers. We will go and tell someone we're going to do something big and then instantly, oh, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Oh my gosh, my cousin tried that and they failed and they put all their life savings. I don't care what you're trying. I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader. And that is what a woman who's trying to pursue her dreams and even set dreams for the first place. That's what she needs. She needs a cheerleader. She needs a, someone who is just going to say, absolutely, you can get do this. Now, how are you going to do this and help hold them accountable? One of the things that um, I am the first and foremost, well, first of all, I'm a cheerleader. Second, I'm an accountability partner, because when you tell someone you're going to do something, the last thing you want to do is step into that next time you see that person and be like, oh, yeah, about that. I decided to watch Netflix and eat chocolates all day, so I didn't get to um, planning out my budget. No, when you have that person that's going to help hold you accountable to what you say you're going to do, it really makes a true difference. So first and foremost, anyone trying to um, change their career, make a move, get themselves out of poverty. They need an accountability partner who will walk through that journey with them and say, and one, encourage them, remind them, you've got this. And two, how are you going to do this? And then did you do what you said you're going to do? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that is so important to have because, you know, you can, you can just let things slide uh, for Mm -hmm. such a, a, a wide variety of reasons. Um, because you can let just day-to-day distractions take over. Um, I this just having that level of accountability, and this is what we're going to accomplish, and this is when we're going to have it done by, and setting those goals. And I know that we've used that here with on our own team really effectively. Um, and when we don't do that, then we we find that we start to get into that. I know I do get into that slide mode. Well, you know, it can it can wait mm-hmm. till tomorrow. It can wait. So I really mm-hmm. structure my days. And I know Amanda does too, where we create schedules for ourselves. Um, and, you know, it's like, what's on my schedule? What do I have to do? And I even book in time for specific tasks. I just block mm-hmm. the time out in my schedule. I will be working on this at this time for this chunk of time. And that I found that those uh, doing those things has also been really helpful for me. But um, having that support and and having getting past, you know, asking for help, because some people mm-hmm. feel very uncomfortable asking for help. But all of us, all of us need help from time to time. And um, if you don't ask, you're never going to get it, you know, because mm-hmm. so, um, and I know that you've done so much to help a lot of women get back on their feet. But I think it'd be interesting to hear sort of that flip side of how they've helped you. And how did the women you work with inspire you? Oh my goodness. I could tell you so many stories. Um, so first things first, I am 
a Christ follower. So I coach off of biblical principles. And one of the things that I have very much discovered is I understand what Jesus had talked about um, after the woman in the well. And he's like, I have a food you don't know about. I have a nourishment you don't know. That's this for me. Um, like I said, I have a full-time job before on top of CYC. Um, I start my day at 5.30 in the morning. I'm working by 6.30. And my CYC calls start about two, three o'clock in the afternoon. And there are days I'm exhausted. I mean, I'm still a mom. I'm still handling all the business side of things. And I'm still the lead coach. But you put me in front of one of my clients. You give me 40 minutes talking to her. And at the end of the day, I'm walking away with so much energy and gratefulness for the opportunity to get to speak with her and be part of that journey with her. That is all I need out of it. And so, and then every time one of them go and write me a letter and just tell me, thank you. Um, I have one moment. She's like, I'm going to step away from the program for now. It's too much. And I understood, but she's like, I just want to tell you, thank you. Because now I know one I'm doing good. And she's like, she'd never felt that before in her life. She'd never felt that she was on the right track. And she's all too. Now I have tools and I can continue to move forward confidently and be on the right track. And I'm like, oh, thank you, honey. I am so grateful. And she's a young mom. She's only 20 something. Um, and so her daughter now has a new role model to watch because her mom's walking in a different path. That is makes everything, every bit of stress, every bit of worry, every it being exhausted. That's what I get out of it. I just get hearing their success stories and the privilege of walking with them in this time. It makes it all worth it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just having making their world a little bit better. And you're right. You've actually through that work and that story you just told, you've helped her break that cycle mm -hmm. uh, because children do. They model their behavior off their parents. And so you help break that cycle so that even the, the kids can see even when they're going through school, like, well, I can do this and I can mm -hmm. accomplish this and I can. Um, and because they've seen their parents do that same thing. So that's that that really is so inspirational. And I guess that, you know, I know that with here at Petite Queen, you know, we have our little saying, you know, we help the world by providing, you know, leadership and sales training uh, so women can achieve more faster because I'm such a strong believer that sales is leadership. So there's a whole piece there that when you learn that it really helps you in your career, regardless if you ever work a day in your life and sales. Right. But um, so what does that um, better world look like for you and how can we start to make our way there? So for me, it's um, like we have a saying, if we're not just changing a woman's life, we're changing generations. Yeah, because we very much believe that when a woman is confident and she's walking in her the full potential of what she can do, she's going to make better decisions. Right. Um, even if she doesn't have a kid, she's going to have better relationships. She's going to be a better mother. She's going to be a better mentor to other women. She's going to be a better member in her community. And all of this is just going to trickle down. It's going to raise up younger people under her. So that's what it looks like for us is it looks like a strong, confident women who know what they're doing. They're supporting each other. They're raising daughters who and young men who respect women, who respect themselves, who are making healthy decisions, who are honoring their relationships, who are who are just honoring what they're called to do. And they're doing it without hesitation and without shame. And they know they're capable of it. Wow. Yeah. It, it, and it is. It's so true. I, I, I believe that. Um, and that when you can make that change, 
uh, it, it does every, it lifts, you know, all the boats, all of the mm-hmm. boats are lifted. Um, Dana, or, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Dara. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for sharing um, how we can lift up at-risk women to attain stable careers and more secure lives. This has been such a valuable conversation, and I know it's going to be inspirational for all of our listeners, and they're going to want to know more about you and where they can find you. Uh, our website is changingyourconversation.com. You can email me at dkoenig, K-O-E-N-I-G, at contactcyc.com, or look me up on social, Derek Koenig. I am all over on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and I would love to connect and see if I can help you, or if my team can help you, or if you want to be a part of us, because we need more hands. So... <laughs> Well, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And we will be sure to include all of those links uh, for our listeners uh, right in right down in the post information. So that's fabulous. And I, I just want to express my gratitude, uh, Dara, for the work that you're doing and this informative discussion, because it means a lot. Thank you. It is an absolute joy. I can't imagine doing anything else. And one of the goals my husband and I have is realistically in the next year, this is my full-time position. This is what I will dedicate my life to doing. And so, and even, I even believe in it so much. My oldest daughter is now training up to be our next coach. Oh, That's amazing. This, this, this for me is a legacy for my daughters as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's so wonderful. I I love, I love what you're doing. I think it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And Amanda, thank you so much for being a part of this important discussion. And for everyone out there, if you have ideas uh, you'd like to share, you can leave us a comment in the comment section down below. Um, We do. We love to hear your thoughts. Please uh, share those with us. And if you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for discussion, uh, you can email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. And of course, to stay current on all of our insightful advice, our breakthrough advantages, our wonderful resources, these types of conversations, uh, please sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter at petitequeen.com. So thank you again, uh, Dara. Thank you, Amanda. And thank you to everyone in our audience for tuning in today. Thank you.